What's good? It's Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. This is not another damn podcast presented by our damn selves. 166. Yeah, 166. I'm all over the damn place. I don't know what the hell <laughs> It's going by so quickly. Hey, um, shout out the lovely jazz creator of Jay Sculpt. Hey. First fitness belt that covers your entire midsection and provides 100% comfort during your workouts. Um, Millionaire's Club right now. I'll see you, Jay Sculpt. Popping jazz. Woo-woo. I was there in the beginning when it started. We were just selling Jay Sculpts out of the trunk of your car pretty much. But yeah, see, now, <laughs> look, look at where you are now. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need the black ladies uh, millionaire club. That's what we need. More of them. More of them. Uh huh. Okay. So where the hell are we going? Yeah, because I'm kind of out of it today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess we could start at home if you want to do it like that. We could start in the shy. So, um, I actually attended. Um, uh, Zoom, you know, whatever meeting about Chicago public schools. So they un- they revealed, they unveiled their learning for this school year coming up. And the options that are given are either a hybrid model or just a strictly learning at home altogether. Mm-hmm. Now in the hybrid model, it would look like this. The kids would do a two-one-two, so meaning they would have two days in person, one day where they do three hours of virtual with um, their peers, and then the other two days would be just straight learning at home mm-hmm. and to uh, reduce, um, you know, the spread of COVID. They're going to have it in two different pods. So if you do pod A, then you would. I think go to school Monday and Tuesday, do the virtual Wednesday, and then stay home Thursday and Friday. If you did Pod B, you would be at home Monday and Tuesday, do the virtual Wednesday, and then do the school Thursday and Friday because they're trying to reduce the capacity of the class. So it's like they're splitting classrooms in half, basically. And this model really only applies for um, kindergarten to 10th grade. They said that for upper grades like juniors and seniors they say it's just too hard to do the split so then the juniors and seniors would just be learning from home all together and by then you're able to work alone as well anyway you can work little kids ain't gonna sit in front of no screen three hours and listen to no lesson man it's just like that's why um you need um that assistance from somebody to assist them because it's hard to just mm-hmm. get to sit and watch all that time and just yeah, so that's where um, the model is. And they said that if you want to just do the whole learning at home, you can. But the thing is, if you start learning at home, you're pretty much in learning at home until the end of the uh, first academic quarter. Basically, what you choose is um, you got to um, speak now forever, hold your peace. Yeah, you got to stick yeah, with it. Change. They say you can change, you can change your mind like quarter. three weeks. It's like, you know what? I'll change my mind. No, I don't work that way. But they said if you start the hybrid, then you can go to the learn at home at any time if you do it like that. Mm-hmm. But um, the challenge that a lot of parents are facing is because it's just realistically, like they release like what they're planning to do and what their plans are and everything. And like, you know, we see you, but still at the end of the day, 
coronavirus is still out there. And it's really a real thing that parents have a lot of concern with about will their children be okay attending in person? And a lot of parents do have valid concerns. So the issue is, it's like, you know, if I do opt to do learning at home and I have to work, like how is that going to work? So it's, it's just kind of a tough situation for any parent to be in. So my thing is don't shame parents either way. Cause I saw people just going in saying, if you send your child to school, then this, you know, I like really just try to shame people for if you do have to send your child to school in the fall. Yeah, that's but- what I've been seeing a lot on mine though. Parents that, um, want to send their kids back to school. They've been getting more backlash than like the other way around. Right. I, I, people that want to keep their kids at home, like very little backlash is what I've been seeing against them. Right. The ones mm-hmm. that want to send their kids back to actual school is like, they're the ones that have been getting like bullied and like picked. Yeah. Like people. Yeah, like all over there and 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 I don't all this shit. Yeah. Because it's like, and first of all, my thing, unless you have kids, shut the hell up. That's like my first thing. <laughs> Secondly, it's like everybody's situation is the same. Like, is it the same? So if you have like a very limited support system, if you're a single parent or if you're an essential worker. Mm-hmm. If you're you know, both a single parent that is an essential worker, then exactly. you really got it bad. Then what are like, your options? Um, during the school year, your kids are school all day, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Right. Not everybody has a parent or like somebody that could watch their kid every day for the whole school year. <laughs> Heaven forbid you do the conservative thing. Well, you can hire a nanny. Nannies cost a lot of damn money. Because <laughs> I've been doing my research because I just want to know was that even a feasible option for me? And like I did my research just to kind of price and nannies are high as hell. So it's like. You don't got no auntie or no parent. Well, your parents are dead and your auntie works. Exactly. <laughs> you don't know people's situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it's like the whole the shaming thing. Like I don't like that the the way that people are just shaming the decision because I'm like no matter That's what. Just because nobody can um uh, nobody can accept that people think differently with them. That's what's fucked up about the world. And we have different opinions. Mm-hmm. But people are in these stupid ass bubbles slash echo chambers, so all they hear is the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> They don't hear anything else and shit. So, like, if you're in a bubble that just says, um, you must keep your kid at home, anybody that's outside of that bubble and shit is like, oh, well, you're just wrong. You're an evil person. It's like, yeah. <laughs> your child. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, it's really a tough decision either way you look at it. Like, it's a hard decision that parents are going to have to make right now. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's like really no right concrete answer that you can give right now of how you want to do with your children because Charlamagne made me laugh on the breakfast club with something he was saying. Cause like he's somebody with his kids and um, he has a, one of his daughters is 12. He was asking her what she wants to do. And like, right. of course the kids, she was like said that she doesn't feel comfortable going back to school. Mm-hmm. But then he started um peeling the layers back. Like you find going to cheerleading practice though. Cause you know, that didn't start. <laughs> so yeah, you know that doesn't make you nervous. So yeah, just be honest. You don't want to go back to school. That's all that is. <laughs> I'm talking about because you're scared of the virus. Like it's his daughter probably just not just doesn't like school or and would rather be at home. <laughs> That's all. I get it. I was I was that student. And you were the opposite. You like school. I couldn't stand school. Anytime I could get out of going, I would have. Did. We had had this back when I was in school. The virus. I'd have been. I'd have hoped the shit lasted for until until after eighth grade. Like, after 12th grade, I'll say, I hope the virus stays out there forever. I would have been that kid because I did not like school. 
that would have been the type of kid I was back then. <laughs> and, uh, even um, the way that the school model is going to look, because um, we've been doing like our, I did the summer session of summer enrichment with Ariana and her school. And her teacher was explaining like, even the in-person is not going to look like how it normally is because Ariana is going to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And she said that, you know, in kindergarten, it's a lot of social interacting under normal circumstances. Like that's where you learn your social skills, cause like, yeah. especially the ones that say if you didn't go to pre-K, like right. that's the first time you get to see other kids just in kindergarten. If you come from an adult household, like no other little kids in your household, and then like you, you didn't go to pre-K, first time you really get to like interact with other kids is kindergarten. A lot of kids, that's right. their first time. So that's where you're learning your social skills. Yeah, and like, you know, usually, you know, you're sitting on the carpet, you're doing all that stuff, but she said that, Due to COVID regulations, she said basically that shit, yeah. the kids are just going to be sitting at a desk all day. She said, I'll be in front of them visually and they can see me. She said, but we're just, they're going to be sitting at a desk. They can't get on the carpet. It's not going to be sharing of anything. Like basically all their toys and like their learning stuff, they're going to give them and then they'll have those for the whole week. That'd be their bucket. I remember when, um, when we were kids, it was, it, was, it was the same way. It was like that. It's like. Like sure, like during like certain lessons, you have to adjust. But then, let's say story time, y'all are all sitting on the yeah, floor together, listening yeah. like that. It's yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, for that. Um, yeah, during certain activities, yeah, yeah everybody like, gather yeah. around. Yeah, so replay. You're interacting with the other children, but she said it's going to be none of that. And then I've even seen like they're saying that the kids are just basically they're trying to restrict the kids just strictly to their classroom. So like that means that they'll eat lunch in their classroom, like no cafeteria unless the cafeteria is large enough where you can social distance properly let's, let's be honest it's probably not yeah that's what they're saying unless they, they said but more likely than not like most schools are going to have that where like the lunch is going to be you're going to eat the lunch at your desk in your classroom well, like and what had a whole fucking lunchroom building and shit like that. <laughs> 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 building just for lunch though it was yeah. like that now when i was there they had the lunchroom building and shit it's like so so you but, probably could social distance in that much. Right, properly. But, I mean, it's just sad just hearing that. Like, when she was describing the the in-person, I'm like, that sounds so depressing. Like, the kids can't interact. They can't I'm talk. Like it to sucks. Can't, yeah, I was like, this is so, I mean, mentally, I can't even, like, like, mentally for parents and children, it's like, I think all of us at the end of the day are going to need to, like, talk to, like, like some type of therapy or something. Like, I think everybody just needs to do that because yeah, the once, world kind of sucks right now. Yeah, you know, once this thing is contained and once we have, you know, moved past, that's not gonna be for a while. Like it's gonna be no time soon. It's not. It's not. I'm saying the earliest that the world might feel normal, late 2021, maybe early 22. Mm-hmm. That's like the, when it's when she's gonna be back to like somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's ever gonna go back to the way it was pre-COVID, but um. Right. So the stuff feels like regular, like no masks in public and all of that shit. When by the time we get there, it's gonna be late twenty twenty one, early twenty twenty two. And then you feel comfortable like you have if you see a friend you've seen in a while, you'll give your friend a hug. Uh, like and, um, yeah. and I hope but, handshakes are dead forever, but yeah. <laughs> I hope the are dead forever because I'm just like the self serving and ugh, I no, I'm, I'm yeah, I think buff and um uh, just like fountain drinks like i said i haven't had a fountain drink since yeah if the fountain drinks like just like where like the um the servers serve you like i'm i think i'm done i'm good on self-serve fountain drinks 
like yeah, self serve. Yeah, I'm done with. Yeah, yeah, self serve. And he's like, yeah, like I said, salt and drinks. Um, coffee. I'm good with because, like, you know, most places have the the, the setup with the coffee. You like pour right. your own. Mm-hmm. It's like I think I'm good on that for, for forever. I don't think I'm good forever on that shit. You know, my thing that I like the most, like that I used to love, I love Slurpees. I love Icy's. Yeah, I Slurpees, Icy's. You know me, I like my coffee. Yeah, I can't bring myself to drink that. Yeah, like go to Speedway, pour me a cup. It's like, nope, I ain't done that in six months at least. Not <laughs> behind the counter with the attendant then, yes, but not, not with like everybody putting their hands in and Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I'm, I think that they need I think to. I'm good it. on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, just anything where you serve yourself. Like I don't. I'd probably never eat food out of a fucking convenience store ever again. You know, they had the hot dogs there and the pizza yeah. there and the wings. You serve yourself. I'm not yeah. eating none of that shit. It's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mom did love her big bite hot dogs at Seven Eleven. Yeah. I'm like, mom, don't eat that shit. I'm gonna tell you, you got, the, like, you got that. the little buffalo wings there too. Yeah, like, yeah, like, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. like even like the hot bars, like at Mariano's or something yeah. like, like that. shit is dead. Yeah, uh, local market in South yeah. um, um, yeah. um, Whole Foods in Hyde Park. So I used, yeah. I used to love their um their hot bar. That's that was my spot. Um, was Whole Foods in Hyde Park. Yeah. Local market. Been there in um since like February probably. Yeah. <laughs> had one of the best ones, like the best mm-hmm. hot bars. But I'm like, I'm good. Like I pass. Like is, but like they keep like we you know we keep on reiterating this is the new normal. So mm-hmm. things. Are some people to- probably will feel comfortable going back to some of that stuff. Just me personally. I'm good on the self-serve anything. Yeah, I'm, I, I pass. Like I said, self-serve I just, gas, I'm good. I pump my own gas. But anything, anything food-related? Nah, I'm good, bro. <laughs> yeah, <I'm hard> <laughs> yeah. um, I don't need um strangers. Like, yeah, just the public handling. Yeah, of course, you're gonna have a server. It's gonna be a stranger, but like at least there's less people like involved with the handling of your food. Right. It's like, like the, the public though. I'm yeah. good. They'll be gloved up and they'll be pop. They have certain regulations. Is like, yeah. um, yeah, you might they might an inspector might come in and watch. You never know what they have spies coming in spots, but but they're not spying on like the the, the customers that are doing this shit. They're spying to see if the workers are doing what they're supposed to do. Right. So they feel a little more comfortable. Yuck. But uh I don't. know. I'm ready to move on. Talking about the virus and all of this shit. Um, Herman Cain has came out of left field. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Um, just saw that dude like what a month ago on TV or something like that. Is yeah, yeah. <laughs> really doubling down, saying that the mass regulations it's a it's a hoax. Still, like you know, the Democrat Herman K. He ran for president in um 2012. 2012, yeah. Yeah, he was all uh, part of that. He was like doing the Republican side with Romney and all of them. He was part of that, yeah. He and he, uh, anybody suppose they don't know? Yeah, he's he died of coronavirus, seventy four years old. For those yeah. that haven't heard, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's um conservative. Um, he's a businessman. Yeah, and, and he ran for president. He didn't um do too well. It's obvious he didn't get the nomination, but he ran. Right. Because um that was gonna be the counter to Barack. Okay, we got a black president. Let's get a black conservative up against him. But yeah, it didn't take until yeah, like I guess Herman right. Cain wasn't the right guy. But yeah, right. <laughs> he did run in twenty twelve. <laughs> but. Just seeing that, I was like, wait, what? Because I knew that he had gotten sick because they was like, he went to that um, that Tulsa rally back Tulsa in June. Rally. 
And he was in the section that specifically said blacks for Trump. He was in that section. Probably probably the reading leader of that because he probably was one of the most famous blacks for Trump. He was waving his sign and then he was doing his tweet saying like, this is a hoax and, you know, we're sick of wearing masks. Like, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to, um, Basically, you know, people like you're trying to infringe on my rights and that type of stuff about, you know, you're trying to make me wear a mask and I'm sick of it. A lot it. of We're people st- still don't fuck with masks. And that's on both sides, not just on the right. On both sides, a lot of people don't fuck with masks. Me, I'm rocking my I don't I'm rocking it. my mask all day long. Mm-hmm. All day. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not taking those chances. Well, yeah, but, that was legit shocked me. I'm like, wow. I, I, knew, I knew they said that he had got coronavirus like, like a couple weeks back, but then I just, you know, you kind of like hear it and you kind of forget about it because it's like most people do recover. Like most people do it. Like people Yeah, that's do. what the, the news is like full of shit. The, the media, like I'm a member of the media. Unless I'm a, um, yeah, I'm going to tell it like it is. The media is full of shit. Yeah. The fear monger and all of that shit is like, so they tell you like all of the deaths, but they don't tell you, let's say if it was like, I'm just throwing a number. I say if a million people died, they don't tell you that 10 million people recovered. They don't right. tell you that shit. <laughs> like that side of the story. Like over 150,000 people have died, I think. They don't tell you the millions that have survived. <laughs> that 4 million got yeah. it. Yeah. Out of the 4 million, only 150. Like that's still not diminishing that. Like 150,000, that's still a high number of deaths, but they don't report the other side. They only report just the one side of it. So it's like just in our state in Illinois and tell you I'm getting the numbers right now. So it's like um, most people do. It's a total of um about seventy five hundred people have died, but almost over one hundred and seventy five thousand have had the virus in Illinois. (laughs) Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, over a hundred thousand people more like survived that shit. Yeah, Mm -hmm. then like that, but they don't tell you that side. They just tell you about the seventy five hundred deaths. Right, but um. Like I said, that's why like I didn't even think nothing else about it because when I saw that he had got and then like I said, most people when they do quarantine for the fourteen days, most people do recover after that. And then I just like, look at Westbrook. Up. Remember he had it. He's playing in the bubble now. And then. Yeah. <laughs> it's not right. as he recovered. He's playing now. I watched Houston Rockets play the other day. He was on. He was in the game. I was surprised. I was like, oh, Russ is playing. I thought he had the COVID. I was like, I guess he like quarantined and like they tested him and he was negative. So they let him in. Like I'm guessing that's what I did. Yeah, and D.L. Hughley too is back on his radio show. Yeah. Yeah, but like what they say is like what they have said. Like the thing about like a lot of the athletes is like they're saying that the better basically your health is, like you have a better chance of like recovering yeah. better. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like a healthier person, but if you already have like underlying conditions, like that's why people look like if you're diabetic, if you have um and let's you be know, honest, Herman Cain, old, older black man, so like he's in that um that that he's in that um. He, he's definitely in that danger, that, that danger category, a dangerous yeah. category. Did he like survive black cancer? Or, yeah, or, older or black cancer survivor or something like that. Yeah, yeah like, he may have survived cancer. I definitely think. in that sensitive category right there. Yeah. Well, like if you get Our, it, there's a good chance you won't recover. Yeah, like if you're on dialysis, like you're at high risk if you're on dialysis. So it's like people who have high risk, it's like you definitely want to avoid as much, you know, of that as possible. But like I said, that's why I just kind of went out, you know, I kind of like forgot about that, you know. And then when I saw that, they was like, yeah, he died. It was like, he was just five weeks ago. He was just, you know, here. I just saw that dude on TV, yeah. Like, like, five weeks weird. ago, and then he yeah. died. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
but I mean, like, I th- and the thing that I want to take away from this, like, I mean, I saw a lot of people like Jones and I or whatever, but it's like, I don't wish yeah, death. Yeah, don't think it's not I, funny and shit. I wish death on no one. I don't. I wish death on no one. But it's like, like the um, like the black Trump supporter they got murdered out in Wisconsin. That's that's yeah, not that's funny. Sad. Yeah, that's I sad. He was outside holding this sign like I support Trump, and then somebody came by and shot him and shit. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, you can have a disagreement with somebody by using your words. Like, you can have a ver- gun on a man because he voted for Donald Trump and shit. That's right. stupid. It's not that serious. <laughs> you take this politics bullshit way right. too serious, man. <laughs> I'm not putting a gun on somebody because of, like, the way they vote, their, their political views. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I just don't have that type of anger in me to do that. Yeah, I sit down and we'll have a discussion. I'm not, I mean, not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going uh, physically, so I wouldn't even punch you. Alone, pull a gun on you and shit. We can have a, 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 a um, an actual debate where, like, we're actually debating and proving our points. Have a real toe to toe debate. I would like to have some conservatives on this podcast. Like, I want, yeah, I think um, uh, the conversation will be epic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm more moderate. Like I said, I'm, I'm I don't consider myself liberal. Like, I consider myself a moderate. I'm like. Like some views I have liberal, some views I have conservative. I consider, I consider myself more moderate than anything else. And like we've always said on this podcast, like if you vote, like, like I've said this too, if you vote your interest, man, a yeah, lot of this, sh- a lot of this shit that's going on right now wouldn't be happening if people would just be real and just vote with their interests. Rather Why than people look at me and think that eyes be so chill and like shit don't bother me because like I've been off of the fucking um the Democratic bandwagon since two thousand four. I've been voting my interest ever since then. Right. Look at the politics. Okay, like, what is his views on this? What are his views on that? It's like, yeah, and that's how I decide. Yeah, like, I look at what I believe in and, like, okay, what are your views on that? Like, specifically, like, I know somebody who I'm sure because, like, they're a Republican, I'm sure when they were living in Illinois, they voted for Governor Rauner. Rauner, yeah. But you're a union worker, and he was trying to dismantle unions. Good why the hell would you vote for that? You're a union worker, so why would you vote for a person who's trying to dismantle your union? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? That's right. your direct interest. That's a direct interest for you that would directly affect you. Mm-hmm. So why would you vote? Why would you vote that? Mm-hmm. And then when it happens, and then when he gets in, they like shit goes uh, wrong, and you lose your job. Now you're on TV crying and stuff. It's like, <laughs> but you the one who voted for the person, so. There's that lesson right there, but it's like if you make um if you're in the um upper middle class tax bracket um why would you vote for higher taxes? <laughs> it's like you gotta vote your interest. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. why would you roll to raise your property taxes? It's like yeah, like you gotta vote your fucking interest. Mm-hmm. People did that, we'd all be a whole lot better yeah, off. Instead of looking like okay, yeah, is he a Republican or is he a Democrat? Like instead of looking at that, <laughs> looking like what are his views? Look at what? That's why I think that they should do the objective one every day. Like, do those 20 question things where, like, you just click your uh, answer and then at the end, and they show you, like, this candidate was the one that lined with you. That will make it a lot easier for people like me. I do that on my own. I like, I Google and research the person. Okay, like, what are your views on this? That, that, the other. Like, yeah. And then, like, what are my views on those things? Mm -hmm. Like, if we line up enough, I'm voting for you. Yeah. If it's like way off, but if you quote unquote my political party, like, not voting for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, let's say somebody matches you thirteen out of twenty times. Okay, like you match me pretty good. Like you mm-hmm. match me over half of the time. You match me pretty well. Yeah, we um have pretty similar views. Like we don't agree on everything, but we have pretty similar views. No, so I feel like comfortable if you won. It's like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, if somebody had like two views and then they're your political party, it's like, what? <laughs> they match with you twice out of 20? Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm here to uplift the black people. And then we have like two things we have been like, come on. <laughs> I don't agree with you on anything, dude. It's quite a vote on you. What about you because you carry hot sauce and shit? Yeah, hot sauce, but, but, they if do, uh, but if you don't vote for me, then you're not black. They do the handshake <laughs> like this with you, or they do a dab with you. You know, it's like you can't just. Or you go on the Breakfast Club and say you're not really black if you don't vote for me. <laughs> Come on, hecky nod, show and shit. If I didn't lie, I just thought about it. He was supposed to announce his um his running mate on the first. We after the first. Yeah, like I just thought about that right now because everybody's <laughs> expecting it to be Kamala Harris. Because he did say he's gonna pick a woman and a woman of color. So like she's like probably the front right. He might pull a swerve or some shit, but um it's like all signs are pointing to um Senator Harris like being his running mate. Yeah. So um, but he didn't announce the shit. Maybe did he have second thoughts about her? I don't fucking know and shit like. I've been look, I've been looking at the news wire and I haven't heard him announce shit. I was like, he was supposed to announce his running mate this weekend. I just thought about that right now. But he's old. He probably he got, I think Joe nah, Biden got dementia. He probably just nah, forgot shit. Nah, nah, nah. I'm serious. I think he just forgot shit. Like he, he announced it and then forgot. Oh, was that this weekend? And shit. I think he just forgot. Shit. <laughs> Since we're talking about Joe, uh, we can talk about um, his uh, like. Uh, what he did do that was good this uh, weekend that occurred, uh, he did go and attend John Lewis's home-going service. So, Which Barack read the eulogy for. Right. Yes, and did you see the eulogy? That Barack Not read? all of it. I saw um, highlights. Yes, I uh, went and I, uh, you know, I looked it up on YouTube, and it's like 40 minutes long, but... Which is why I didn't watch all of it. Which is why I watched the highlights. Yeah, it's 40 I saw minutes. how long it was, I said, and I just never got back around to it. You know yeah. me, like especially before I like I sit down and record. I like to watch stuff like that. I just didn't knowledgeable, right? But it was oh my gosh, like it, like I like people were trying to say like he should not politicize to try. To do a lot it. of people were like saying you you used his death to um push an agenda. Some people were looking at it like that. No, but if you look at what John Lewis's whole life was, that was his life, like. Politics. He was a politician, so on the front lines for us, like because he was the youngest speaker at the march on Washington back in um '63 when um Martin Luther King. Because he he speaker up there. Because he crawled, we can now walk. Mm -hmm. He laid so much, like he put himself out there to make it better for us. Yeah, that speech that we've all seen that speech. Yeah, the the free at last. Yeah, he was that. He was there. He spoke there. He was the youngest speaker there. He probably was like 18 or something like that. Yeah. And then the march, uh, the Selma, when he was marching, he was out there marching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he was out there at the lunch counters. They said that, um, you know, when he was like, you know, like we've seen the pictures of people getting milkshakes poured on them, getting the cigarettes burned on them, getting bottles thrown at them. And he was sitting at those yeah, lunch counter counters. Demonstrations, yeah. He was sitting at those. Mm -hmm. Non-violent. Like, I can't even imagine like, you sitting and then somebody just throws stuff on you and it's you know, doing that, and you just have to just sit there, just, you know, but he did that. He talked about, like, just his life about, you know, wanting to make it be so we can all vote, and just what he had to go through, like, you know, ribs being broken, like, he got knocked out, like, you know, he thought he wasn't going to survive, like, he woke up in the hospital with mm -hmm. bandits on his head, but then when he got, when he released, he went back, and he's like, nope, I'm not deterred, so that's, 
that shows his integrity, his strength that, you know, he got arrested so many times. Like, how many mug shots did he have? But every time when he just Good kept man. on trying to lock him down, he just, nope, I'm going to keep on getting People like that, like the older I get, the more people like that I respect, the ones that walk the walk. You talk to talk, I don't give a shit what you're saying. It's like like these hoteps and all of that. <laughs> talking about black power, but you're sitting on your ass and shit. I don't... High keyboard. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to name names because there's a lot of them. Some of... Yeah, I've mentioned on this podcast before. So like, and I'm, I'm not because I don't want to ruffle feathers, but like some <laughs> hoteps and shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're, know what you're yeah. talking about. But I mean... But like John Lewis that were out there, MLK that were out there like getting the shit beat out of them. I got a lot of respect for people like that. And that's why, like I said, I don't like that thing. And so can we please retire that meme like... Don't uh, don't mistake me for my ancestors because I will whoop your ass. It's like don't like stop that. Let's stop You're not that. Not whipping nobody's ass and shit. You hide behind the keyboard, you pussy. <laughs> Let's stop that silly meme. Your punches couldn't break an egg and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck up, man. That's going here hard. Anybody can be tough sitting behind a screen and shit. Oh, bitch, your ass. What? Bitch, <laughs> shut up. Put my <laughs> in your ass, nigga. <laughs> But, I mean, let's just retire that meme, though, because to see the strength of these brave men and women who were on the front lines getting attacked by dogs, getting getting sprayed with fire hoses. Real racism. Getting bottles thrown at their head. Old, good old school racism, that shit. uh, The famous picture of, um, what was that, the Little Rock, when they were trying to integrate with the schools, and then... Girl walking, and you can see the people like ah, shouting at her. That the Brown versus Board of Education of that. That's that, another one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the um the the little girl walking with the marshals walking her to class. Yeah, already yeah. like, the size. Yeah, just seeing a little girl that size. Mm-hmm. And I said the one of the little rock one was like the high schooler, yeah, and like our mom would have been about that age. Our mom would have been the high school age around that time. So, like you think about like, that's like these people in these pictures. These are somebody's grandparents or parents now. You think about it like that. So it wasn't that long ago when you look and see that. But, um, like, when you guys get a chance, uh, if you guys haven't watched the Obama eulogy for John Lewis, it was amazing. And it just really, it really put the stamp on, like you said, us before, you said this, um, every 50 years something happens. And this is we're our moment right now. We're in it. Our yeah. moment now that you know our parents lived through with the civil rights. Our parents lived through civil rights, through all of that. They did that. Yeah, we're just, so this is now fifty years is, later. We're in it now. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like, are we just going to keep on being status quo? Are we going to keep on being um, complacent? Are we going to keep on turning a blind eye to obvious racism and? systemic um the systemic uh, infrastructure of the racism are we just going to keep ignoring that and just keep on saying that well well if people would have did this if this situation would have had if you know making excuses are we going to keep on making excuses or are we going to try rise up and be great or are we going to try to get solutions because we need to solve this problem and this is the problem that has been here since 1619 this is a problem that has been here for 400 years that needs to be addressed, and we need to, we need to rise up. We need to. I'm already um, make I'm a, I'm a ascending now. If we're talking about rising up, yeah. mm-hmm. speaking of rising, man, I'm we not do with this shit. I'm cold. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of rising, guess who um rose during the national anthem um in Orlando bubble? 
Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. You know, um, the bubble, you know, in the NBA, they've been heavily, like, into the whole um, social justice thing. They got Black Lives Matter on the court. They got the little sayings on the back of the jersey. Say her name. Um, yeah. They got know, all. Black Lives Matter. Speak up. They have those phrases. Breonna Taylor has been yes. her name. Um, yeah, yeah. Jonathan Isaac, um, who's like, we might call him the, um, the anti-Kaepernick or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like the one guy that stood and once again just like Kaepernick like um not a he like Kaepernick was more known than him but like not a right. star not a big name like he's just uh, just a guy that's there yeah, yeah like, you know, he, like he, people he, like and if people were looking like okay yeah why is Jonathan Isaac standing it's like so then like the media started giving it a lot of attention they asked him why he stood it's very it's like Kaepernick but the flip is the they asked him what his reason was and he thought he said his Christian values most white said it. so um I guess like um only only kneel down to God and like it was a lot of a lot of mostly Christian values is what he was pushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and like when I read his answer and like our cousin Mill, like shout Mill, she was like, That's the most non answer answer that was given because the way that he answered the question, but he really didn't answer the question. Like he kinda he talked around it and just at the end of it, it's like that's your response. Like you really didn't answer the question. <laughs> you really did. But now another player did it too. I saw um, another poem, Myers Leonard, with um the Miami Heat. Um, he's us. Uh, he stood the other day now too. So is this another movement? The anti-cap movement is like kicking off. Like Jonathan Isaac kicked it off. Is that where we at right now? What are your thoughts? <laughs> and I give mine. My thoughts are. It is freedom of speech, and if that is how you want to align, but once again, like this is about being on the right side of justice. Are you going to be on the right side or the wrong side of justice this time? And like we can agree to disagree if you want to just not do that, but clearly we've explained a million times over it's not about the flag, it's not about disrespecting the military. That's what conservatives put out to try to counter it. It's like, no, it's about black men being killed by the police at a disproportionate rate in comparison to their white counterparts. That's what it's about. Black people being killed by police, black people being brutalized. That's what the black lives matter and what the kneeling was about. And, um, to a dumb, and I would say, um, it worked because the cap wanted to bring awareness and we definitely so aware now. So I would say what he did worked. And as a celebrity, you use your platform because it's like, if I have, if I have 5 million followers on Instagram, then, and I'm a star, then I'm going to use my platform to speak. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that if you have that many followers and stuff, everybody doesn't look just like you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a lot of people. Especially the NBA, it's an international game, or the NFL, right. those international games. Right. Like, so so. A lot of people who don't look like you, mm-hmm. and then once they start doing the research, because it's not about the thing about that you just write people off, but it's always, like I said, about the teachable moment because it is a lot of people who just don't know things because they just don't know about that. But then when you have an honest conversation and you have your teachable moment with them, then they see like, oh, this is deep. Like, I didn't know it went that deep. And then you're like, yes, like it's deeper than what, you know, like on surface, like this is the iceberg. This is the tip of the iceberg. You look under it. It's the infrastructure. That's why I keep on saying the infrastructure of racism. So this is just a tip right now. Here's That's my it. thing on um, Jonathan Isaac. Um, First Amendment, I support his right if he wants to stand, but um, just be ready for that smoke and shit. Because <laughs> he's about to get it now. Like, um, yeah. 
his life has changed forever. I believe now, like just like Cap's life was changed forever in 2016. I think Jonathan Isaac's life is changed forever after this. He's about to get put into the Candace Owens category. Like, uh, even though, even if those aren't his views, he's about to get put in that box now. Somebody write the comments. It was like, uh, he must have a white girlfriend. Somebody wrote that in the comments. It was like, he must have a white girlfriend. Shout out Felicio, and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I just started cracking up laughing at that. But uh, that, like I said, like we kind of like agree with the same idea. You know, we kind of like uh, are on the same page. That, like, like I said, that, that, like, that young that young man's about to get that smoke, and he's yeah. he is a young man. He's like twenty two, so yeah. like that. he's about to get that smoke yeah. now. So I just hope he's ready for it. Yeah. Like it's about right or wrong. Like we said, like it is no in between. Like either you support, you know, kicking ju- kicking uh, injustices ass, or you're a white supremacist. Where you support white supremacy, it's no. In between, <laughs> you can't straddle that visit. Be like, well, it's no, it's, it's no, that's not. Mm-mm. Jonathan Isaac, be ready for the smoke. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Especially for you, it's like, like when I see black people, it's like, this is about us. Like for real, it's like you're a black man. And that's and what like, makes it so um he, why he stood out. Like, like Myers Leonard is white. Like so, him standing is not as big a story. You probably didn't right. hear that, so I just told you. It's like, like he's a white dude in the NBA, so him standing like who cares? It's like, but it's like the black dude. It, brought, it definitely brought a lot of attention, and that's why they, people were looking like during. It's like, how come he's not? Why is he standing? He didn't have on the Black Lives Matter shirt either. Yeah, like, he didn't have on the Black Lives Matter. Yeah, because, so um, he definitely trying, stood out like a sore thumb. Because they were trying to come after um after Popovich because Popovich was standing. But he still had on his Black Lives Matter stuff. And the people, I was like, don't come for Popovich because Popovich has always spoken out against racial injustice. He's always spoke about mm-hmm. that. Even before it was like, not saying it's the cool pre, thing. To pre, Pre-George Floyd, he was talking about yeah. right? it. It wasn't like, like he was doing this like in 2012, mm-hmm. 2010, whatever. Like he's been speaking out against this. So I was like, don't come for Popovich. Like Popovich has always spoke out about racial injustice. Like the people who have like, Popovich, Steve Kerr, people like that have always been vocal. Like they're the just front line. they're just not jumping on the bandwagon now, like, hey, you know, I'm a white guy, but I'm down for Black Lives Matter. No, they always were the ones speaking. Like the Bernie Sanders always spoke against that. Like people like that always were have that history that they always spoke. But but this young man, he his life about to change and forever. I haven't even been to his social media. I'll, I'll, I would love to check the comment section out just to see the um the the viral the the viral <laughs> the viral headed his way. I would love to like uh, I might check it out after we finish. Yeah. And then check my thing is like, like you're a large black man, so I mean you know that you know like you are that one that you like when you go like you're. Like, unless people know who you are, it's like you're going to be racially profiled nine times out of ten. I'm just keeping it real. You go in a store, you go in Bloomingdale's, you go in Macy's, you go in something like that, you're going to get profiled unless the people recognize you and be like, oh, that's so-and-so, unless you get recognized. But if you go just normal, Neiman Marcus trying to do your thing, you're going to get profiled. Mm. Gucci, you're going to get profiled. You are. So. I hope it, um, Hope it works out for the homie. <laughs> ah, where we headed next? You want to stay on sports a little bit? Dun dun yeah. dun dun dun. Um, <laughs> it's rumors. Word has it. Um, nothing confirmed, but um, 
Are the Chicago Bears looking at Aaron Rodgers? Like, that's the rumors out there now. Black Psalm 32 even talked about it. I posted the story the other day. And of the alarm, and said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Because the Packers, they did draft a quarterback in this last draft. So if you got Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, why'd you draft another quarterback unless you were thinking about moving on from the Aaron Rodgers era? Because right. let's be honest, he's um he's no spring chicken. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting up there. So yes, they might uh, be ready to move on. 36, maybe like that. Yeah, and this is not the um first time they've done this because like who who was um the guy before Rodgers? It was Brett Favre. Favre yeah. Same thing. They drafted Rodgers while they still had Favre. Mm-hmm. So then Favre should have known that okay, like I'm probably out of here soon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So like like that's just how it is. So now it's the same thing. So history is repeating itself. Now they didn't draft it, um another quarterback. You know they still have and in the first round, my first round pick was a quarterback. Oh, yeah. 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 So they definitely thinking about moving on from the Aaron Rodgers era. You should definitely be watching that because <laughs> and um drafting the first round pick. And the Bears have had a lot of things over the years. Like strong quarterbacks ain't one of them. So. <laughs> Who's the best quarterback the Bears ever had? It might have been Jay Cutler. I don't know. They're saying something. It might be Jay. <laughs> Who's better than Jay? Think about it. It might be Jay. <laughs> right. That's saying some shit. If Jay Cutler is the greatest quarterback in franchise history, then that shows you that history of quarterbacks. Like McMahon wouldn't all that. A lot of 85 Bears fans like McMahon, but like I'm old enough to remember that. McMahon was average. It's like he was like Eli Manning with the Giants. He was average. <laughs> it's like, like the Bears had Walter Payton and running back, and they had that such dope-ass defense. That's yeah. why the Bears were good. Had nothing to do with, um, with McMahon. The names I remember with McMahon. Is, uh, Walter Payton. Uh, yeah, Payton, who I considered the GOAT as far as running backs. But I'm biased, but, yeah. I said I consider him the GOAT as far as running backs, and then you had that um amazing defense. And I remember Fred. I said those are the names that like stand out to me as those guys. Yeah, just part of that defense, defensive yeah, tackle. <laughs> so they had Fred, they had Big Michael, they had Otis Wilson, Richard Dent, like Wilbur Marshall, like, like yeah, man. <laughs> that defense was amazing. I'm old. <laughs> Mike Singletary, I'll forget. Yeah, that, that defense was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So you have that, like, on the other side of the ball. And then, like, on the offensive side, just, like, give the ball to Walter. But, man, they got to do shit. Hand it off to Walter. <laughs> Willie Gall was receiver. So that's who would have been at the other side of McMahon's yeah. story, yeah. And Willie was cool. I wouldn't consider him a great receiver, but he got the job done. Willie got the job done, yeah. I just know from the episode parental control. I was like, no, it was that old bear on here. He was like, that's when I watched Willie. I had no idea who he was. Eighty-five bears. <laughs> so he would have been one of those receivers, but um, yeah. So it wasn't. I don't think it was McMahon. I think Cutler was probably better than him. So then after that, I can't. Who was then? You had a bunch of bums. Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's safe to say he's a bum. It's safe to say, like, he's been around long enough. Like, what, he's been in the league, like, three seasons. Now. I think it's safe to say he's a bum. <laughs> when it's early, you don't want to give up on the guy. But I think um, I think we've seen enough to consider him like, a bum. People like, he's a diamond in the rough. Like, no, he just needs polishing. He's a diamond in the I rough. I think, um, like, three seasons in, I think we've seen enough. I think it's safe to say that um, he, he ain't the answer. I think it's safe to say that. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then, like, you had, um, I'm not going to name, because, like, I'm going, I'm digging in a rabbit hole. Like, you like <laughs> you weren't watching football. And my non-football fans really hate what I'm talking about now. <laughs> Bears fans, I like, love what I'm about to say. Like, if I'm a, I was going to name a bunch of bum quarterbacks, but I won't because, like, <laughs> names that you probably won't know. Fuck it. It's our podcast. I'm doing it. For all, my, for all my longtime Bears fans listening, you're about to get a laugh. Like, Eric Kramer, Steve Walsh, um, Jim Harbaugh. Um, Cade McDowell, Jim Miller, <laughs> um, Rex Grossman, <laughs> like, was, um, Kyle Orton, like all these guys were trash. Man. <laughs> we go with Rex Grossman, right? Rex Grossman went to the um oh seven Super Bowl, yeah. yeah, yeah. They ran into Peyton Man and then got bitch slapped. So that Omaha got that ass. They <laughs> 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 ran into Peyton Man. That was during the Lovey Smith era when they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Grossman was the quarterback for that team, so they really had no chance looking back. Rex Grossman is your fucking quarterback. He's not winning anything. <laughs> um, but there it is. It's like a, a whole string of bums, including Trubisky. <laughs> I don't know about that Aaron Rodgers, because it's like, if you go to the Bears, Aaron Rodgers, it's like... Ooh, seeing Rodgers in the, um, the blue and the orange, that would be so weird. <laughs> And, and like how would Bears fans react? It's like it's so weird. If then again, like Rodman came to the Bulls and like we accepted him in, so it's like so maybe Bears fans would accept. Like if you win, people forgive you. The Bulls yeah. had sucked at Rodman, like they we, we would have still hated him. But yeah. when you win, it, it typically uh, you tend to forgive shit when you win. So if Rodgers came to the Bears and they won, like oh, I think people would forgive him pretty quick. Yeah, Rogers, the man. How the cheese has spilled though? though. <laughs> oh, they would be fucking pissed. Oh, no, no. <laughs> They'd be, <sighs> They'd be angry. Reminds me when John Starks came to the Bulls during the reboot. Uh, yeah, when he came, I was like, "Why are you even so here?" So weird. It was like that was the part of the Kukos trade, and really, it was that was just for the pick that ended up becoming Jamal Crawford. Like Starks, they just and I heard that it was just like to fuck with Starks. Because they, like, it was just a trade. They were, they were supposed to cut them immediately like they did Bynum, like they did Carmelo, like guys they traded for but never played. That was supposed to be with Starks, but they were like, let's fuck with him a little bit. It made him play, like, two games, and then they cut him in jail just to make him put that jersey on, which he didn't want to do. Like, the rival was there, and Starks was like, I'll never wear that jersey. And shit, he's like, yes, you will. They made him play. <laughs> yeah, I Starks did not want to put that Bulls jersey on because after the rivalries, like, Starks didn't want to come here. <laughs> I, hated I hated the Knicks so bad. I so they made him. He came in, like, and it was a rebuilding team. Like he was an older guy, you can cut him and like let him ring chases. Like so, like he right. wasn't gonna be part of the future. <laughs> so they brought him here. Like let's make him play a couple games. Like okay, now we cut you. <laughs> the Lakers, so people mm-hmm. were doing that because the Lakers was they had Shaq Lakers, on. Spurs. Like he could have done a little ring chasing during that time. Go with them. Um, that's my sports talk. I'm done. With <laughs> Yeah, well, one more line. Pippen says the Bulls aren't a free agent destination. No surprise there. Just read through all the stories I had over the weekend. Warriors wear another news. <laughs> right? Jackson. The sky is blue in other news. All right. So other than sports, um, as you all know, well, not you all know, but as you know, kid, a lot of some of y'all know, one of my other favorite topics besides sports to talk about is music, hip hop in particular. Yeah. Well, Snoop Dogg appeared on The Breakfast Club. Uncle Snoop. Oh, no. Big Snoop Dogg. D-O-double-G. Yes. Great, great interview, first of all. Yeah. Dope interview. I was listening to it real time because I'm part of The Breakfast Club. So, yeah. Dope-ass interview. 
But the controversial line Snoop made during this interview, he says that um, Eminem is not in his top 10 rappers of all time, which basically um, shook the internet. Because <laughs> like in some circles, some, some say Eminem is the GOAT. Mike Love is one of those people I disagree with. So whatever he says that, I say Drake is a GOAT, just a troll. But, <laughs> Going by numbers, like Drake got more numbers than Eminem now. I believe, like he done all um, Drake. Yeah, like, Drake has some good ass numbers. <laughs> yeah. Numbers are the highest for uh, all like right, number one hits of all time. Drake got more than Eminem. So if um if Eminem's the goat, then I I can say Drake is the goat, and you can't disagree with me. <laughs> but um, I'm trolling when I say that. My top five. I won't say my top ten. I will. I probably will say it. my top five, and then I ask yours. Shout out Chris Rock. That remember that top five movie. Yeah. My top five is um in no order. I say Jay Pac, Big Nas, Kanye. It's my top five. Who you got? Um, I say Pac, Big J, um Rakim. I like that. And. Maybe LL, maybe. Ooh, no big, wow. <laughs> big. Uh, huh? Big. Who'd you leave out then? Um, no, uh, no Nas then. No Nas. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's pretty um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'm just like uh, hip hop is this is debate. Maybe the first LL. Choice, yeah. Just like LL's my top ten, and yeah. Rakim. They're my top ten. So that's six and seven. I need three more. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube, I put in my top ten. Yeah, oh, Marcus, like, my Ice Cube is Marcus in his top five. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ice Cube probably be my top ten. Nas would be in my top ten. I said Nas is in the bottom of half. You got a lot of the same people already. Yeah. hmm So that's, um, I got to um, go, oh, I got to put Rev Run in there. Like, Run is, like, one of mine, yeah, for, like, nine. I'm just throwing names. Like, this is not the order of them. I'm just throwing names. Mm-hmm. So there's the last spot. Like, does Eminem get that last spot for me? That's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Or do I give it? Or do I give it to the man that started this? Uncle Snoop. Or I like do, Snoop there. I like Snoop. Do you go, um, you know, uh, Q-Tip or Five Dog? Do you go that? Because I know you yeah. like Tribe. I like yeah. Tribe. I put them as my favorite group of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're doing groups that we got a lot of shit, I mean, I named Run like I always split. Yeah, what about Outcast? Like the some um, three stacks or yeah. Big Boy going your top ten? Yeah, that's a good one. Well, Scarface, like he was like amazing in his head. This ghetto boy. Yeah. My top twenty definitely. I like comments. Uh, comments are in my top twenty definitely. I like comments. Thirty or forty with me, I put comments. Definitely in my top yeah. twenty. Like I like his wordplay. Like his wordplay, I love his mm-hmm. wordplay. Yeah. What about uh, like KRS One? Where does he fall? Like, um, I'll say top fifteen. Top ten or fifteen for people. I say under. A lot of old heads just got mad at me because they probably had him at one. <laughs> he didn't even make my top ten. <laughs> KRS One did. He don't know hip hop. Cancel that dude. <laughs> Cancel eyes. <laughs> you know? Pockets one for me. I say pockets one. Pockets my one. I put Sean Carter as number one for my. I say Sean Carter at three. I like Jay at number one. I say Pac, Big, then Jay. Cause I, I like Jay, Pac, Big. So it's still the same. Yeah, I say it's Kanye. It's probably that order. Like the what? I, that's probably my five. Mm-hmm. Well, you put Kanye. I thought, but yeah, like so I have top five. I you even mentioned him. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye is probably my top fifteen. 
Okay. Top 15, Kanye is in top 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's top 15 for me. But um, yeah, he got Snoop got lit up, but Snoop knows what he talks as he's talking about. And Snoop is one of those old heads. Like Snoop is like um almost fifty years old. Like fifty, and then yeah, yeah. So um, he's like, I grew up in the era with like Rakim and LL and Big Daddy Kane. Like those were the goats to me. So like yeah, so like mm-hmm. you can't put Eminem ahead of any of those catches. Like, yeah. And then he's in a position where he can critique him because like they both came from Dre. Yeah. So I, mean, I was like a, a counterpart. He was a counterpart with us, Snoop. He was Eminem before Eminem. Because yeah, yeah. Eminem was Eminem under was right after first, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like he can speak on it, you know. But I just shit it all over the South and shit. Like, well, shout out, what, I'll shout out T.I. I'm trying to yeah, all the stuff. I have a lot of Southern rap fans, so yeah. Like, Luda. Hating on this Luda crazy. I think T.I. is better than Luda, but Luda's good. So. Yeah. Um, who else in the South? I like Jeezy. Yeah. I'm just throwing names out there. None of these are ranked right now. Like, um, some of those guys are probably top 20 or 25 that I'm making. What about Lil Wayne? Wayne. Ooh. 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 I forget Wayne. Ooh. (laughs) Where does Mr. Um, Dwayne Carter go on this list? Ooh. I might have to cheat and like put Wayne back in the top 10. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) Wayne is, um, uh, unanimously, I say he's top twenty. Unanimously, I would say he's in the top twenty. Unanimously, I would say that. So my only farm, my only um rock solid to me is my five. Mm-hmm. Other than that, is all fluid. You see, like Wayne is like hanging around. He's either ten or fifteen with me. He's either mm-hmm. one. He's hanging around there. But like, see, I just completely shit it on Southern rap. That's why. Like, <laughs> what about Ti? What about Jeezy? What about Wayne? Like you said, let's get the South does feel like they're shitting on because like. Because before the South even became really big, it was always like the East Coast, West Coast battle. It was like, yeah, the South. It's like, <laughs> the South has always been there. Right. Like Scarface and them were like around in the early 90s. It's like, it's, they always been there. It's not like they just came like after that. Yeah. Like Outcast was like the mid 90s. Like, yeah. So the South has always been popping. It's like, Love and playlistic, Cadillac, funky music. That's yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> of course, us in the Midwest, we get, um, so we got Kanye, Common, Twister. What is Twister rank? Yeah. Yeah. Another one that, um, Twister, top 40. Yeah. Yeah. I'm have I'm comfortable putting ten. He's a definite forty. Some I know cats that have him top ten or fifteen. What about Buster Rhymes? Since we talk about that fast style, Brad. Buster Rhymes. Um, I like Buster near the top, like um thirty. Yeah, where's Buster? I like Buster around like top thirty. What about like your uh to live Kali and like Kali most deaf those guys like. Black Thought. Wally is such a lyricist, too. Like, man. What about that? Black Thought from the Roots. Like, what about people like that who, you know, like Kuali, that? which is funny. Kuali was, like, in my top five at one point. And now, like, I don't know where to rank him. Because he had a hot run, but um, it kind of cooled. Mm-hmm. It's a tough one to rank. Mm-hmm. Talib, um, because everybody can't be top fifteen, like, because there's only five spots there <laughs> out of the top Literally, ten. Is, I, I'm happy. I'm comfortable putting Talib top twenty. I'm mm-hmm. totally comfortable putting him there. Most I haven't decided yet. Talib, I'm totally comfortable putting in my top twenty. The lyricist, yeah, yeah. When you look at lyrically, where most I say forty. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just throwing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we even like um. And we once we just totally shit it all over the ladies again. Yeah. What oh. about your light? What about your um Queen Latifah? What about Kim? What yeah. about Foxy? What about the Nikki? 
What about Cam? Yeah, what's that Cam over here? What, what about Chicago's own Brat? Yeah, we just. Yeah. What about Moni? What Moni in the middle? What about Moni in the middle? What about Lauren Hill? Like we just yeah. Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. What about Missy Elliott? Mm-hmm. We just shit it all over the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> but hip hop is that's why I love talking music because it's um we all have opinions. It's objective. It is. It's an objective opinion because. But it all brings it full circle. Like where do I rank Eminem? Did I say already? I don't remember. Did I say? I say Eminem is in the top twenty. I say he is. I say I'm he's comfortable putting him there. I say he's in the top twenty. He's a solid twenty. Eminem, like, I, like Eminem, like a thing that I say Eminem's biggest strength is storytelling. He's a great storyteller. Like when he, like especially when you listen to the lyrics of Stan, you can see everything that he's saying. Clean out my closet. You can actually see yeah. a song. Like he's uh-huh. a good, he's a good storyteller. Even though I'm the my name is joint, like you um yeah. yeah. Um lose yourself. You can see the monster get <laughs> he's nervous, yeah. That's his best song, I feel, uh Lose Yourself. And he won the Oscar for it. So And so, finally he got to perform it um this past year because he wasn't even at that show that he won, like he didn't think he was gonna win. <laughs> so that's why with the Oscars this year, he brought him out as a surprise performer, which was like dope as fuck. He's like, so, oh yeah, yeah, they, he did that song, so like what fifteen years after he won, so like he finally got. Children, there's a lesson: don't sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. He won, and he was at home sleep, and then they called him. Was like, yeah, you just won the Oscar. He was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't even watching. He was like, sleep. Well, you see, three six mafia went there. Like they said, we do. They said we're not staying home. We going there. Yeah. <laughs> them cats won. But um, where was I going with this? I forgot. Yeah, brain fart. Go ahead. <laughs> Like I said, like Snoop is in a position where he can make that, you know, and like we said earlier, it's about your opinion about what you think. So people get all up in arms and getting their panties in a bunch about. I know things. people that get mad because I put Kanye top five, but like Kanye didn't change the game so much. You got to give that man credit. It's like <laughs> just like the influence he's had, like in the past damn near 20 years. It's like, how can you not like. Let's say Kanye is dope. <laughs> not I'll say this about Kanye. Like, as far as, like, producer turned rapper, he's the best producer turned rapper by far. Absolutely. By far. <laughs> mm. Like, even if you don't think he's a top five rapper, if you just break it down to just that category, rapper, uh, producer turned rapper, because, let's be real, Timbaland, no. Dr. Dre, no. Pharrell, no. Puffy, nah. Puffy, Puffy nah, nah, hell nah. Mm. <laughs> but, I mean, let's be real. But I mean, out of like producers that can't rap, he's he's the best of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, where's somebody like a Will Smith go on that list? <laughs> Ooh, nice. Yeah. What about the other dog, DMX? Like, where does he rank? <laughs> yeah. Where my dog's at? What about yeah? Where does X go? Where, where? And since I mentioned him, right? Where do you rank Drake? Drake? Where does Drake go? Like, yeah, because Drake did um he delayed his foundation. Yeah. I don't know where I would rank Drake. I guess top 50. I don't know. I don't know where I would rank Drake. <laughs> yeah, like top 40 or 50. I say he's like the GOAT just to fuck with Mike Love, though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Drake has some hits. <laughs> I probably just fired Mike Jones up with that because he hates that dude. <laughs> How can you deny him, Mike Jones? I like Lane. <laughs> 
I'm sure there's so many people that we didn't even mention that we're going to get, um, uh, yo, you ain't real hip hop. Yeah. You didn't mention, um, J electronica. <laughs> you didn't mention, you didn't mention juicy J. You ain't real. Hip-hop. Nobody's going to say juicy J. <laughs> I'm just sitting on the South. Again, it's like, <laughs> you ain't mentioned two chains, man. You ain't real hip hop. You ain't mentioned push a T. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> Mention, um, I forget a lot of southern rappers, I guess. I don't know. What about uh, Jada Kiss? People like that, yeah. Jada and um, <laughs> and, and uh, Styles P, you yeah. mentioned them, yeah. <laughs> list, like people like that, like Bab, Jada, yeah. yeah, like that sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's it's it never ends. What about Mr. Ends. Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent? We didn't mention him, Mr. Curtis Jackson. Where do we rank his ass? <laughs> Where do you rank Mrs. 50 Cent, Curtis I Jackson? Think 50 Cent, I think 50 Cent ranks highly as a business. As it's like an overall thing because the way that he was able to do power and like try and make power be an MCM universe, an MCU universe. So, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. The like, G unit like, universe. 50 <laughs> Cent, power. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Because some of his other comments that he recently got in trouble before, I just leave it at that. <laughs> Unless you got anything else, I'm ready to wrap. Oh, uh, just side note, we watched that horrible movie last night, Fatal Affair. <laughs> I'm gonna cover that because it's um, I got my my to quote um to to quote the men on films hated it. <laughs> it wasn't even good and terrible. It was mostly terrible and. My thing that, that shitty movie with Omar Epps of being a stalker to Nia Long. For those that don't know. What we're talking about. And on Netflix. It was uh, named inappropriately because fatal affair would imply that you had to have an affair, and that's all I'll say about that. Mm-hmm. You have to have an affair to be named affair. So, so that's, that's what. So that's what comes of GQ after all his homies died, and um, he becomes a stalker. I say he's <laughs> the same character. <laughs> after all his homies died, then he grows up to be a stalker. That's what happens to his character. <laughs> let's wrap this bitch up (laughs) definitely appreciate each and every one of you supporting not another damn podcast you want to support further you can get at us on um, our facebook fan page give that a like also subscribe share rate review on apple podcast spotify tune in soundcloud iheart tlc talk radio what up tasha tasha also, you can um, check out us on um, Alexa. You can also get at us on YouTube. Well, for now, at least. And if you want to check me out personally, follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook as well. Also, check out OzRadio.net for your 90s and 2K classic streaming now. And you can check me out, MSIMAH626 on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Also, mm-hmm. S-E-R-8-G-U-L-L-E-Y-1 on Twitter. S-E-R-A-G-U-L-O-E-Y-7 on Instagram. Also, please like the Straight Gully Facebook fan page. Check out straightgully.com for your blogs and your vlogs. And for your video production needs, check out straightgullyproductions.com. Well, I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And we will talk to you later. Bye. I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs>